Let's Talk Home Repair is sponsored by Matriarchy Build, who provide tele-DIY services connecting homeowners to vetted pros for one-on-one video consultations. Visit matriarchybuild.com to get guidance on projects as small as a leaky faucet or as big as a home remodel. You can even book a session with Amy themselves. Visit www.matriarchybuild.com. Tele-DIY. Like telehealth? Yeah. Cool. I know. Hey there, I'm Amy, general contractor. And I'm Alicia, homeowner, and we're talking home Home repair. repair. All right, Alicia, you got stories to tell. We just came out of a freeze here in Seattle over the holidays, and so um, Alicia hasn't been listening to our podcast very well. (laughs) I (laughs) can't. So tell us, what do you got? You got you got things going on. Uh, it was a rough holiday. It was a rough holiday. Um, we had, like you said, Seattle had a kind of a deep freeze, colder than we usually get. Yeah, it was cold for us. Yeah, very yeah. cold for us. And it was cold for a long time, over a week. Right. That we had teens. Yeah. Yep. Um, and our houses just really aren't built for it. And Especially my house, your house. In particular, my house isn't built for it, apparently. So I had frozen pipes. I had blocked gutters. I had rats decided to come in and get out of the cold. So all the things we've been talking about maintenance came to a head. And it really exposed. I, I laughed through my frustration because I did think about this podcast. <laughs> and I did think about all the things that we say that we should do in the maintenance and all that kind of stuff. And In fact, in the middle of this mess, so it was a long week, things kept on going wrong. And I was going to the bathroom, and I looked up at the ceiling, and I said, have I checked my batteries in the fire alarms? Because she told us to do that, and I should do that. Uh, No, it was really frustrating, but um, it really exposed the maintenance that you don't get done, and it exposed what you do and do not know about your house. And it's like some, what? Tell, tell us what you found out about your house. Well, um, I kind of knew these things, but I was putting off trying to rectify them. Our house is on pilings, so our the water Which means, coming from... Uh, let's is, explain that. That, like, your house is... The underbelly of your house is exposed. Completely. Right? You can right. walk... Literally walk underneath your house, and it's it's like a 40-foot drop on one edge. Right. To, right. And then it goes... Yeah. So and it's, it's unlike where some decks are on pilings. Our entire house is on pilings. So it's right. kind of... More accurately, it's a bridge deck with a house on top of it. Right. Um, uh, because it's a severe slope underneath. Right. And so it really doesn't touch the earth. So like water coming from the city is a hanging pipe. It is not underground. It's not buried those 18 inches or two feet. Below the frost line. Right. It's just exposed. So it's very exposed. Uh, We do have tape around that. Oh, the heated the heated tape to keep it warm. Okay. Yeah. And Does it work? Well, that was one of the first things when we, the first time our pipes froze, it was just one faucet. And it was on kind of a, an exposed side. And I said, maybe they ran those particular pipes in the wall. We probably aren't well insulated here. That's why those froze. Well, those cleared up and then we came back. Well, we stayed overnight someplace and we came back that next morning and we had no water running Ooh. through any of the faucets. And so that, you know, trying to troubleshoot, okay, where is it frozen? Right. Because if everything goes away, isn't that your water main? You know, or some major place before it Not tees off. Not necessarily. Right, but before it tees off to other places. 
or were all of them equally as susceptible, right? You know, even just even at the faucet or whatever. They all came back at the exact same time. So I suspect that it's closer to the main. And this goes to our point of what you need to know about how your house runs is we have this new combi boiler. And I would have thought. Tell us if, what a combi boiler is. It's a, So we have a hydro heating system, base, okay. baseboard that hot water runs through in addition to our domestic hot water, the hot water that you get mm-hmm. at faucets. Okay. Those used to be two different appliances. One was a boiler and then we had an on-demand water heater. That's combined now. So one unit does heats both of those sources of water. Okay. We didn't lose heat because that's a closed system. And it stays warm. I mean, it's And heating, it stays warm. Right? It just keeps on heating, heating it right. up and, yeah, yeah. and rotating it. Okay. Um, so you couldn't really troubleshoot with that. Like, right. okay, we do have heat. So that made sense that we didn't have one or the other. Um, but I would have thought if it was in the main before it hit the house, which we could understand because, like I said, the, the pipe isn't buried, wouldn't that boiler be upset and say, hey, I don't have any water coming right. to me? Yeah, you would think so. But- the pressure seemed fine within it. I didn't get any errors, you know, from the combi mm-hmm. boiler. So I'm reading the manual, learning all things about the combi <laughs> boiler um, and trying to, to troubleshoot where the, the frozen pipe might be. Because we have no basement, our pipes go up in the attic. So they oh, go okay. up and then back down. Right. What I had thought is maybe the faucet that had initially frozen, that it didn't go up. Maybe it was some other. Because there are actually two, if you look under the vanity at that faucet, it's in the bathroom. There's actually old stubs there. Oh, okay. They so these are new supplies oh, all right. that are coming up through the ground. Now, one of the tricks when you look up and you have frozen pipes, they assume it's kind of at the faucet. And they say, open up your vanity doors to get right, some get of that warm air. Yep. Well, with our hydro heating system, we have hot water going right in front of the vanity. So there's no way it's cold there. Right, right. It's more than just a degree or two that your your house is warmer than outside, Mm -hmm. even with infrastructure alone going. So what I realized is we do have a shutoff in the house, but it is underneath the floor. There's just a little piece of plywood that's cut away from it. It looks, it's an an old... It's an old gate valve that... that that turns, turn and turn, but it doesn't turn. Looks like it doesn't have half of it there. Oh. Looks like it hasn't turned in a long time. And I was not going to be testing it while things were breaking and cold. Exactly. So let that be. But And and so it's got this insulation around it because I think we're in the floor, the in the underbelly. Mm-hmm. But I th- it goes behind some piece of drywall in our utility you know, closet there. And so I don't know where it goes. I don't know where it starts teeing off. So... I don't know that. And you need to know that about your home. And it's a lot easier to see in basements because it tends to be exposed. Right. So, again, when we're past this, the cold, maybe even all of winter, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to pull that piece of drywall off and see exactly where everything is going so that I can, you know, one, I need to also look for leaks. You know, do you have, do you have, cop- is it copper pipe? Yes. Oh, okay. And so you don't know if you have any leaks? I do not know. 
Okay. And uh, did you do the leak test? We did do the leak test. Okay. We haven't done the leak test since the water started going. Oh, okay. Okay. Because uh, we did check the meter out at the street mm-hmm. when it was frozen just to see if there was water flowing somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, and it was dead still. Okay. You know, so that okay. was good. Uh, also got our meter unburied. Which was partially buried in a dirty glass and all oh, that kind yeah. of stuff. So like, I, I did that in that. cold temperature, which is mm. when you don't want to be on your it's knees fun. in the snow. Um, checked the electricity to the tape around that main pipe. Um, you would not believe the extension cords they're using for that. That oh. goes under half of the home. It's two, not just one, two interior extension cords. No, like those little brown ones or white ones that, that... Oh, I've got one white one and one green one. The wow. stuff that you use for your Christmas lights. Right, right. That are rated for like, um, I don't know, a Barbie house. Amazing. Who knows how long that's been doing. So if that was our number one so thought. Oh know. my gosh, that can't be working. Right, right. Got my little wow. tester out, uh-huh. which was unfortunately here at the studio rather than my house. <laughs> so now I'm going to buy another one of those, gal dang it. But uh, so I took my tester, worked at the outlet, that uh, went to the second ex- uh, extension cord, checked the other side of the extension cord. I had power going all the way to the ta- tape. So if there's, no- if there's something not working there, it- the square piece is wrapped up, and so you can't really see that. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not going to take that apart in the winter. Right. Right. But maybe I'll get to the point that I do have to. Be- with the melting snow, then I discovered how badly my gutters aren't working oh. uh yeah and downspout the downspouts are the were the they main just problem. clogged because you hadn't cleaned them or just bad design there's a mix oh yeah mix. okay i mean just really interesting things but the the general maintenance thing of i knew i had subpar downspouts i really needed to work on them and i have not been mm-hmm. so i've got lots of spring activities Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And then you had your visitors that were coming in yes. as well. We also got a, a few rats coming in into the living room. And, into the living room? Well, yeah, because they're, yeah, they're not on the floor. They're actually elevated because we have this ledge type thing that uh, is an enclosed space. And uh-huh. so, and we've got everything against us. We're near green belt. We've got all kinds of ivy underneath the right. house. So we have a rat's paradise when we've had animals in the past. When we've and you had... don't live that far from the lake, too, because oh, that's, exactly. there's, another, there's yeah. another. We had dogs and didn't have a rat problem, and we don't have dogs now, and now we have a rat problem. So when are you getting a new dog? <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> but I will say, uh, if we wanted to do a whole section on um, how to kill rats or how to deal with rats, I have to tell you the story. Okay. We, we tried a snap trap. And uh, that was an unfortunate and difficult situation because we did catch a rat, didn't kill it. So we had to Uh. take care of that business outside. And we didn't want to do that again. So we went and we did research on the electronic zappers. You know, were they a scam, a fluke? Do Uh they really work? And she had gotten good reviews on on one. So we went to the Ace Hardware Right. Over, went all the way to Kirkland because they weren't in our Ace Hardware. Oh, okay. So we went over to Kirkland. We found it, headed out the door, and this nice, nice Ace Hardware lady. It's like, can I help you, gals? We're like, oh, I think we got it. You know, we're doing. <gasps> Let me. She went on to talk to us for 15 minutes about exterminating rats 
and mice because she happened to work for an exterminator for a short period of time. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So she said, uh, you know, if you have ivy, got to get rid of the ivy. Can't feed your birds. She goes, do you feed birds? We're like, yeah. She goes, that's got to stop. And uh, she was talking about uh, rats can get in your house at the size of a quarter. Yeah. Mice can get right. in the size of a dime. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, we, you know, we're in an old home. There's right. going to be all kinds of places. So you're looking at all these places. Um, and she said, you can start with that, uh, the spray expander. Yeah, spray foam. Yep. Right. Need, she yep. goes, take steel wool. Like if you found a hole, steel wool, and then you can kind of mount it with that spray foam mm-hmm. and cut that down and paint it whatever you want to do. Yeah, you don't have to leave that bulging. You can cut it back so it's flush with the house. Right. And it looks a little bit... I, I, we see that all the time where it's like, oh, I got this foam. And, yeah. just, and it expands like eight times <laughs> bigger than it was when it was wet, right? And then they people just leave it there. It's like, cut that stuff yeah, back yeah, so it looks nicer. Your house has yeah. a growth on uh-huh, it. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. It looks like that lichen on a tree, right? Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Um, so she was really fun to talk to and had some great ideas. And she even said that the little plug-in Sonic stuff, um, she lives in a trailer, and she had mice and rats coming up, mm-hmm. you know, in that insulation. They're called mobile homes. They're not called trailers anymore. Oh, you're right. Yes. Mobile homes. She lives in I a was, mobile home. I was corrected at one time, and I always remember that now. <laughs> it's a mobile home. It's not a trailer. You know, I will say. Unless it's an Airstream. She called foot it a trailer. Airstream. So I'm oh, maybe say she lives that, in one of those 21 no foot. No taken, yeah. no okay. taken. Um, and so they come up and live in that insulation, chew up their wires and everything. But And she had put uh, the little Sonic things off, and she said those worked really well for her. Wow. Um, I wonder if that would bother your dog. She said it does not, and even the packaging, you just don't want to use it if you have rodent-type pets, like gerbils and hamsters and stuff like that. It oh, will bug them. Oh, because it will bug them. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, she said that her... Dog isn't bothered by it at all. I have read some reviews that they can be bothersome. Um, they're also, you know, not very powerful in that they won't go through curtains and furniture. So they really have to be kind of, they, you want them low to the ground where they are and, unex, you know, unimpeded and mm-hmm. or not a barrier in front of them. So so I've put those out too after we caught our third rat with the the, the zapper works though. Yeah. It's very nice. It it does because the other thing I was worried about. Oh, will it just stun them? Mm-hmm. Um, but it does kill them very quickly, and they are they are very dead. And you don't have to touch it. You just you know dump it. It just slides out of the right the little the oh. little device and Dude. and they will. They did do a lot of damage in the the drywall of the the ledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were really nesting. So I'm afraid they probably have babies up there. But so we'll keep at it. But All that right. was our uh, New Year's Eve, frozen pipes and rats. Wow. That yeah. sounds like a great way to bring in 2022. Yeah. And <laughs> it's just, it's made my spring to-do list quite robust. All right. Well, we'll keep on it about it. All right. Yes. <laughs> wow. Thank I would say, you. so when Amy tells you to do something, just make the time and actually <laughs> do it. And just know more about your house. We are going to have a plumber come in, and I really want that turn off change that valve to a ball valve so that you know that it's going to work yep yeah yep and i want to know where it goes and where it's coming from just because it's it's it is hard to see right so we do want to understand you know and document it and then of course we can put the drywall back up yeah because in an emergency like that that's not the time that you want to find out that that stuff doesn't work right like 
Does it work? Or that, oh, I don't know. Where is it? Uh, I don't know that either. It's like, and you're afraid to troubleshoot. Right. Because, you know, and learn things about, um, you know, where is it safe and unsafe to use a hairdryer? This all started with the condescent drain pipe freezing. And it was backing up and then leaking in the utility closet under the combi boiler. That's where all this started, where I started paying attention to it. Wow. So I started with hot water on the outside part of it because there was a big icicle and obviously you could squeeze the PVC pipe and uh-huh. it was frozen all the way in there. So I started with my watering can and freed that up, but it was still, there was four feet that went inside, you know, up to the combi boiler. So we hair dryered that. I was uncomfortable with a space heater there because the condescent drain is very close to the gas Pipe oh yeah, that goes into the yeah, combi boiler, and I didn't want to be part of that business at no. all. Um, so I actually a yard light, a, a lamp, you know, an outside bulb, and so I just put that near it. It was like I was raising baby chicks. Oh okay, for the whole thing, <laughs> I was just kind of keeping that. And then I did have a space heater, and I draped the whole closet so that it was a little bit more sealed from the cold air. So it was a lot of troubleshooting and. And wanting to try some things, but a little fearful because you don't want to start wrenching on stuff when everything's so cold. Right. You know, right. you, don't, and you really... don't know how close those pipes are to just bursting. Even I mean, a connection. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that's one thing that, that you'll want to make sure that you're looking at is all, all those soldered connections now. Are any of them... Compromised. Right. Are you seeing anything that's, I mean, even the slightest bit of moisture would be like, mm, it's, you know, about ready to go. Right. Yeah. So that will be in a, an inspection to, yeah. to do Wouldn't it be them. great if you were, when you're buying a home, that, that you spend half a day with the former homeowners yep. and you just have a list of where is this, how does this work, yep. what problems have you had? I'm not going to not buy the house. I right. bought the house. I got the keys. I just want your knowledge so that, <laughs> you know, you're not I, having to go through all of this stuff because it's information that they have. They put those extension cords up there. Exactly. Right? Yeah. When did you do that? Right. Was that in 1972? Does that work? Or was that right. in 1990? Oh, no. We did that... those in 85. It's fine. Yeah. I actually <laughs> find out more from my neighbors to say, when did they work on this thing? Oh, that was 15 years ago. I think yeah. that was two owners ago. And and I think it's a shame, and I don't know why it's not standard procedure, to take a picture of every wall before drywall goes up so that you know exactly where studs are, you know where wires are run, you know where pipes are run. That would be just so helpful to me. I did get a compliment on um, uh, my realtor when I did the disclosure. I wrote an epic Oh, did you? List of things of just like, this is how this works. This is how this works. This is the thing that's about to go. Right. It works right now like this, but, and if you have a problem, you're going to have to replace this. The answer to this is actually a hundred foot trench. That's why we didn't do it. Oh, wow. That's awesome. The amount of money that we spend on homes and the information that we have going into it, it's like, even when it's absolutely brand new, that doesn't matter because- one, the quality of the work sometimes is just crap. Right, right. And, but, you know, you're moving into a 100-year-old home that has had, you know, six or eight different owners, and then they've added things to it. 
And you upgraded have, some, up, not upgraded others. Right. And you just have no idea. And it's, it's absolutely crazy. Our, yeah. our biggest investment ever in our life, unless, yeah. you know, unless you're, you know, some millionaire and, or something. But, but for the average, you know. And ongoing expense. It's not just like, right. it's not like a car. Right. Right. You know, it's, it's an ongoing expense. You're going to be doing things to it too. Right. And so the money that I, I can only imagine the money that you spend during renovations, just exploratory. You oh, know, the so stuff that we find, the change orders that we have, that we have to give to the owners when we open walls up and, and look at it and it's like, oh, um, yeah, so they drywalled over this, and so this is what we need to do in order to make it right. Right. One thing that we do as a, as a thank you gift for our clients is we give them this bound notebook mm. that is home maintenance for your home. Right, right? So right. it goes through everything, and it's got places to put notes and stuff in so that you can take that, fill it all in. Man, give it to your the next homeowner. Right? Oh, I know. They're going to be so thankful that, yeah. that you've got you've – got that information. <laughs> oh, we could start something there, Alicia. <sighs> oh my god! <laughs> well, you got through it. Yes, it's it's an ongoing thing. As as is home ownership, right? You know, and right. it does take attention. And I know you want to put things off, but if you can't get to it, you really need to find somebody who can. Right. The problems just aren't going to go away. Right. Even if it's not your problem, it's going to be somebody's problem. Mm-hmm. You exactly. Yeah, the, that stuff's not going to happen in the middle of the summer. Yeah, it's when, you know, you're going to be heightened, stressed out, panicked, and then you've got to deal with that as well. Yeah. And unfortunately for you, it was a holiday, so there was... So I had plenty... But you of, were doing a lot of it yourself. Well, another thing to consider. People say, well, why don't you just call in a plumber? Oh, you mean on New Year's Day? Right. Oh, you mean you're on Christmas? $600 a minute? Sure, I got that kind of money. Oh, well, get a maintenance plan with your new install boiler. I didn't get a call for 24 hours. Wow, really? Because I wanted to say, um, this is backed up. Right. I feel like, and, yeah. and I tried to make it clear to them, we're not an emergency. We have heat. I don't want to break this thing. And this is frozen up, and it's you know putting stress on the joints up further closer to the boiler, mm-hmm. and it's now dripping out. I can catch it with a bucket. No big problem. We have premier maintenance with them. We are under warranty with them. I didn't get a call for 24 hours. What well, happened your first to- mistake was you said this isn't an emergency. Well, Don't I didn't say that. I didn't want to. <laughs> but what they had was only one number. They didn't have a separate number for people who actually have maintenance, you know, have a maintenance contract with them. Uh-huh. So anybody who was dealing with this cold snap, which was probably everybody in the city. Right. You know, well, yeah, our stuff isn't built for that stuff, so it was going to be under stress. So if you had an mm-hmm. older unit, of course, stuff broke all over. Mm-hmm. So I didn't mean to just rant. I mean, I think you have to think about those those things, and that you can't get help right away. Right, right. So you have to stop really problematic things, mm-hmm. and most of those are water and fire. Right. So you got to right. be in control of your electricity, and you got to be in control of the the water. And not make a situation worse. Right. I think that was the other thing that you think about. Like, well, I should do this, but like I was thinking about putting when all the pipes froze, I said, okay, well, it's either on the water main or up in the attic before it tees off, comes to the boiler, tees off, goes to the faucets. So maybe I'll just put a space heater up in the attic. Well, I've all got all kinds of insulation up there. Oh, I've got an, uh, an, uh, an air conditioner unit up there that I'm not familiar with. All the pipes seem to be kind of wrapped 
in uh-huh. a way is that flammable stuff. So it's just really getting to know all the things in your house so that you can troubleshoot, you can problem solve. And I felt a little handicapped on that. So we should, we should put together a program for homeowners, like, like a fire drill. Yeah. But like a, okay, this is your home emergency drill. We're coming in. Okay, what are you going to do if, if this happens? Yeah, because that would be interesting because people are going to be like, I have no idea. What's the first? I think that'd be a really fun exercise. Yeah. If you went in there and said, you turned on a faucet, no water. What's the first thing you do? Honey, (laughs) honey, can you, honey, there's no water coming out of here. Can you fix this? (laughs) Seriously, right? What's the second thing you do? (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, and like we talked about it several episodes ago about the, you know, walking into a house and you smell gas. Smell gas. What do you do? What's the first thing? What's the first thing? Turn around and walk out. Right. Absolutely. Don't even go and grab Don't the tool even. that you need no. to turn it off. And that's why you have a tool out by your gas right. turn off. Yeah. yeah. Same thing with the water wrench. I finally bought myself one because I'm just like, pliers doesn't always no, do it. No, it's hard, especially when it's all cold. and Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have the right thing. Anyway, so learn about your house, all those maintenance things that you've been putting off. This is real, people. This, this is, is real. This is real. <laughs> this is not real. This happened. <laughs> This is what happened to my vacation. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing. (sighs) I feel better. Good. Good. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Alicia. This podcast is sponsored by Amy Works, a residential remodeling contractor in Seattle. We want to help you realize the dream of your next kitchen, bath, or basement remodel. Check out some of our work on our website, amyworks.com. Give us a call at 206-478-2019 or send us an email at help at amyworks.com.